Welcome to the Powercast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. Absolute pleasure today to have uh, Carly J on the podcast. She's actually, funny enough, I only just found out very local to me in Weybridge and Surrey, um, very, very small world. So she herself is an author, speaker, and has had an incredible life transformation, losing 140 pounds, which I know is um, like a huge, huge life change. So I think it's going to be a truly inspiring episode of the Powercast today. And I really just wanted to have, it's actually a pleasure to have Carly on the podcast, but I wanted her to really give inspiration and confidence to anyone who's maybe struggling out there or doubting themselves in terms of the their own personal journey and where they are at with their own transformation. So thank you very much for coming on, Carly. Brilliant. Thank you for having me. Um, so if anyone who doesn't know about, about you, obviously let's have a little chat about what, who you are, where it all started and where you came from. So people might notice a little bit of a twang of an accent. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm Carly J. I um, started my brand and business of Miss Carly J um, because of my story and what I've been through. So I grew up in Australia. Yep. You can what's, your, what's, your, what's your Instagram? Just in case anyone wants to have a quick look who you are. Right oh, now. so it is Miss Carly J underscore healthy living. So go and have a stalk quickly, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have a look, have a look, like away. Uh, but yeah, so I grew up in Australia. Um, I was always a really big girl. I was overweight. I was obese. I was fat. There is no way of hiding those words. None of them offend me. Um, I, I was who I was and I loved it. I was always told, you know, big is beautiful or it's hereditary or I was big boned. Um, so I grew up with, with that mindset. I would always be big. I would always be overweight. My whole family was. Even though I loved sports, I loved food just as much. Um, and I grew up in quite a strict household and quite a foodie household. So we were always forced to eat what's on your plate and to, you know, appreciate food and never waste food and all of that. Um, so yeah, I grew up in Oz um, as obviously a quite an overweight child and an overweight teen as well. And into my early twenties, I was bigger than probably most adults were, but I loved life and I didn't care and I was confident and I loved my body almost too much in a way that I never cared to do anything about it because I was happy. Um, and I actually left Australia when I was 24 and I went backpacking the world. I left Australia with one bag of clothes <laughs> and I traveled 25 countries in seven months to get from Australia to the UK. And I I did that with my whole love, loving life, big self, just going out there and enjoying, you know, what I wanted to do in my 20s, really. And I got to the UK in 2010, so nine years ago, um, and again, was really big, not into the fitness or health world at all, even though I was sort of fascinated by nutrition and the body and I'd studied things like skin science and things to do with nutrition. And at, at I, that point, had, um, been, had been like being slightly overweight ever affected your confidence or you, you seem like a very no. confident person anyway, like you just don't give a shit what anyone thinks. Which, yeah, which, literally, I <laughs> literally, I never gave a shit. Like that was my attitude in life. And I think this is why I never did something earlier because yeah. I didn't care to. I was like, effort, I'm going to live my life how I want to live. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was always had friends. I always had a boyfriend, you know, nothing. I'm sure there was people behind my back that maybe was bitter or nasty or bullying, you know, kids when they're in school and stuff. But because I wore it with pride, my friends often said to me, they never remembered me being so big. They said, you, it's, not, it's like it never bothered you. And I was like, that's because it didn't. I was quite happy with how I was. Um, 
and I, I traveled so much. I experienced life. I was a party animal. I was always, I loved sports as well, but it's like, I loved food. I, I used to drink a lot in Australia. We partied loads. I smoked, I took drugs. I, I drank four days out of the week. We really loved life. <laughs> and um, there was no denying that. Like I've got nothing to hide about how my childhood and my teenage years were. And, and that was me. That was my overly confident, I'm going to live my life how I see, how I want to. And I think it's because I never thought I could lose weight. Like I, because my mum and everyone used to say to me, oh, it's hereditary or you're big boned. I was like, okay, I, there's some people in this world that are naturally slim. There's some people that are big. So I assumed I would always be that way. And it was in 2014, I got to my largest, to um, 127 kilos. So 20 stone, 280 pounds. And I was verging on the UK size 26 dress that I brought. And I just kept going up and up the dress size. And it's like I never, ever thought I could lose weight. Like it's like it was drummed into me that I would always be big. It's like self-fulfilling prophecy sort of thing. Yeah. And you, you know that thing about, oh, it's big boned and hereditary. Yeah, my, and my, like my family were a little bit the same. Like I used to be overweight yeah. when I was younger. And like I was always told like – just it's just the way you are or whatever and even like my mum's yeah. like oh you're getting too skinny like i'm like 95 kilos i'm like how am i skinny like <laughs> then like if i yeah. get a bit fat she's like oh you're getting fat and you're like mm. you can't really win sometimes with family it's quite that's why for me personally i don't think you should really ever comment on anyone's appearance because like no i agree with you. even with with family and stuff as well i think you sometimes you do have to wait till you're older and i was obviously on the other side of the world now in the uk with not one family member here and it was a chance for me almost to analyze myself and to go what do i want to do because you when, when you're with family so much you absorb so many bad habits you absorb traits and toxic or non-toxic traits as well from family growing up that until you actually separate yourself and find out who you truly are you almost have a chance to go, hang on, all that stuff I was told is not true. Um, and, and that was sort of around my trigger point and how I got to the point of changing my whole life. Um, so I guess in, sort of in, in conclusion to your first question, that's how I came to this whole world of health and fitness and bodies and transformations and, and changing my life in a way to obviously try and help others change theirs as well and not just weight loss related. Um, I, I woke up one morning in 2014 and I felt paralyzed. I literally could not roll over. So just because like, how heavy you were? Yes. So basically that, it was like, it was like I woke up and I was like, what the fuck? What? You're, you know, you can't move. What is going on? And as the shock wore off, I realized it was pins and needles. It was actually a trapped nerve. So, you know, when you sleep at night, you sleep on your arm and you get like a dead arm feeling of pins and needles. I had that, but down the entire side of my body. And my hip, my hip was numb. I could just remember the feeling. And that was like the slap in the face to me. That was like, Carly, get the hell up, get out of bed and move your body. That was the thing I said to myself, move. It's like I wanted to get my circulation going. And I just want, it's almost like I felt sorry for my body. I felt sorry for my limbs, my heart, my cardiovascular system, you know, my knees, everything. I was like, I was almost going, what have you done to yourself? You've let yourself go so bad. Because you, yes, you're happy, but it's almost like I was too happy. I didn't care in a way because a lot of people say to me, well, if you were so happy big, why did you lose weight? And I said, I didn't actually lose the weight to lose weight, if you get what I mean. Yeah. I actually got up that morning to get healthy because I actually still did not believe I could lose weight. I thought I would always be big. 
But it was at this point I was such a workaholic. I was working 12, 13 hours a day in a recruitment job, sitting down all day, snacking on bad foods. Like I was eating probably over 4,000 calories a day, more than like, you know, bodybuilders sometimes eat and stuff more than a grown man eats. Um, and it was at that point I was like, you need to take control of your health. You need to do something for you, your poor body, your circulation, you know. And I, I was at that point I really realized what I was consuming in calories, in beverages, in food, and how little movement I was doing each day. Um, and it was that moment on that I have never looked back. And I got up that morning and I started doing just 15 minutes of exercise a day. And then I, and this was on a bike in my, in my lounge room at home watching TV because I was such a TV junkie. I could watch 30 hours of box sets a week, but yet I couldn't do any exercise. So I was like, Carly, shift your butt from the couch <laughs> to your exercise bike. And I rode an old exercise bike from Tesco's for four months in my lounge room and lost like my first 30 kilos. Were you, I didn't um, even did, you in in did you do anything in terms of your diet or just like, just yeah, so I did. I, I, yeah, I did really change my diet in terms of calories and portions. Yeah. I actually, funny enough, loved healthy food. You yeah. could, you could, yeah. just a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You give me I'm a bag saying. of nuts, I'll eat the whole thing. I'll, if, if I have one avocado, I want three, you know, but yeah, if exactly. I want a tub of yogurt, I'd have two. Um, so, yeah, it was actually just eating so much food that I did not need and I was not burning anything. So, I, I looked at my, I looked at, my life and everything I'd tried in my life to lose weight, not because I actually wanted to lose weight, but it's like this stigma in society or marketing gimmicks, you know, all these fads and these gimmicks they try and sell you. Um, but the day I actually wanted to lose weight for me and to actually get healthy for me was the day I actually saw the results because I wasn't doing it for anyone else. I wasn't trying to please no one. I wanted to better myself in my life. So I started looking at all the food I was eating, everything I was consuming. And instead of just being brash and cutting things out like overnight, I knew that wouldn't work for me because whenever you try and change something too drastically in your life, you give up in three weeks. And that's why to me, diets don't work. Diets mean try something for three weeks and fail. A diet to the me. The first is not... three letters of die, D I I E. Yeah, exactly. That exactly. was quite a good analogy I like to say to people. Like, it's not a diet, yeah. it's a lifestyle change you need. And yeah, and this was, this is what I went on. Because I remember when I woke up, it was not about weight loss. I wanted That's to get healthy and start. Yeah, I wanted my limbs to feel better. I wanted to get my circulation. I wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel awake again. I was 28 years old and I felt like an old woman. So I strategically started cutting down on calories and beverages and looking at all the, the, you know, the coffee, the orange juice, hot chocolates. Why was I even having them? They're a waste of calories sort of thing. So I was looking at what I was having and I tried to cut out like two to 300 calories every day or second day to get myself down from like 4,000 calories to 2,000. And that, that took me a good couple of weeks because I didn't want to do it drastically. I wanted to almost trick my body to believing it was having less. And it, it was actually really good doing it that way. I started cutting down on calories. I was doing 15 minutes of exercise and the next day doing 20 minutes, you know, the next week doing half an hour. And I remember even one Sunday I cycled away watching a whole movie and it wasn't even like a sweat cycle. It was just moving my body. And for me, this has been the trigger and the key through my entire journey is just to move. Because a lot of people come on my Instagram and they say, oh, I don't know how to start. And I say, yes, you do. Put one, put, put one foot in front of the other. <laughs> that's, yeah. it, that's, it's that simple. And that's like, but, that's what I say to people I, all the time. Yeah. Like, go to the gym, get outside then. 
this is this is my thing. So I lost four stone in my lounge room before I ever joined a gym. And I did that with a few kettlebells and dumbbells from eBay, a skipping rope, and an old exercise bike from Tesco's. But you don't even you don't even need that. So I wanted to prove to people it was at that point once I actually noticed weight coming off. I was like, oh my God, I can lose weight. It's not big boned, it's not hereditary. Even the biggest family in the world, you're not, you don't have to be like that. You can lose weight. And it was at that four stone mark initially that I went, oh my God, I can do this. I'm going to prove to everyone in this world or any person that wants to lose five kilos or 50 kilos or, you know, 150 pounds, whatever you want to lose, you can do it. And all you need is you. And that is my slogan. If you want to achieve anything in this world, all you need is yourself. You don't need to rely on people. It's great to have a support system and all of that. But at the end of the day, if you want to make a change in your life, no matter what it is, whether it's to lose weight, put on weight, grow muscle, run a marathon, you know, buy a Rolls Royce, get your dream job, whatever the hell you want to do, you can do it. But the key is you. And you don't need a lot of stuff to get you started. It's your mentality. It's your mindset of changing and doing things for you, not for other people. And from that day onwards, I vowed to myself I was going to lose half my body weight in two years with no help from anyone. So I chose not to have a personal trainer. I chose not to have a nutritionist. I chose not to do anyone's programs, diets, nothing. And and there's no disrespect to any of that stuff. Some people do need that. But I wanted to prove if you had no money, you know, you you couldn't afford to afford all this stuff or you couldn't have the resources that I was an average woman with no family, no partner, working a full-time job 55 hours a week, that I could do it too. And what were you doing Um, in terms of work, Carly? Just explain for everyone, if anyone can relate to it. Yeah, so I was in recruitment in HR. It's a high-pressure stress job then as well. Yeah, so it was quite demanding. I was doing, like like I said, 12, 13-hour days. Uh, It was quite a pressurised environment. And at points, I was also travelling overseas for them. So I was recruiting engineers out in Angola and Italy and Germany. So I was also on the go traveling around for my work, traveling across the UK or globally. And I had no one to depend on. Like I didn't come home at night to a partner saying, yeah, dear, I've cooked you a nice healthy meal. I only had myself. I had myself to get me, get me up each morning to take me to the gym. I had myself, you know, to convince me to eat well each night. And I have a handful of great friends in the UK and, and that's important, but I wanted to show at your worst times in life or your lowest times, and no matter where you are in life, you have you will always have yourself. Like we are our own best friends. We spend every second of our life with ourselves. You are the key to what makes success happen for yourself. You could have all the support in the world, but if you don't want to do something, it won't happen. 100%. So it's all about finding your why yeah. as well, isn't it? You like the why of why you want to lose weight and doing it. Exactly. The right reason you did it wasn't for anyone else. It was just for you and your own health. And that's the thing. In my entire life, I knew I was big. I could have left, lost weight for my friends or for family or for a boyfriend, but I, that was never for me. So I knew it would never work. But the day I wanted to lose weight for me, it's like I started to have these small triggers that were niggering away at me subconsciously. And like the first, in my life, I've always done everything I've wanted to do and nothing has ever stopped me because of my weight. But there was one time for my birthday, I went to Dubai and all I've ever wanted to do in my life was skydive in Dubai. And I got there and they told me I couldn't because of my weight. They said, you, you can't jump because of your weight. And I was like, what? Was this, was this before you started the weight loss journey? Yeah, yeah. this is before. So I was like, what do you mean I can't jump? I, 
I, I do everything I want in my life. Like no one tells me no. <laughs> and he was like, sorry, you can't. Your BMI is too high and your body weight. And I was annoyed. I was so pissed off that for my birthday in Dubai, I could not skydive. Was, so, that, was that a big trigger point for you? Just suddenly think like, shit, I need to... It was, it was like a trigger. And then something sort of like, when I got back off holiday, I forgot about it. It was like, oh, stuff it, go back to my life. And there was another trigger I had. I went and this is when I realized how big I was. I'd never actually weighed myself. And I was again on holiday. And this was one of my other triggers where I was in Mexico and I weighed myself on the, in the hotel room scales. And that's what I said. It was 127 kilos. And I was like, what? I, I couldn't believe it. And it was at that point that was like a slap in the face. Like, look how big you are. You look how big you've got. Because I had no clue even how much I weighed. Yeah. And that was almost like another trigger. And then I got back to the UK again and did nothing about it. And then my last trigger was that morning waking up paralyzed. It was like something mentally was saying, Carly, you need to do something. And it was, it was this point that I finally decided to do something for me. And when I lost my initial 50 kilos, I wanted to do something to mark that moment. And you know, a lot of people, they go out and celebrate or they say, let's go out and have a nice meal. or Let's go and have a cake or a cheap meal. I thought, I'm not a puppy. Don't reward me with food. You know, I'm not a dog. You know, you know, yeah, people like, well, they wanna... so what I did was I went back to Dubai and I jumped out that plane. <laughs> so it was like this momentous feeling that I was actually almost cried when she checked me in. So when you go to skydive Dubai, they weigh you and they take your height to do your BMI. Yeah. And because I am quite sure, my BMI was still borderline at this point. What's the limit and, that you're allowed to be for the BMI? For? I'm going to Dubai. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember what it is for Dubai, but Dubai is one of the only countries in the world that does it by BMI. Most places is just weight. Yeah. But I went back to Dubai in 2016 when I lost 50 kilos. and oh, Sorry, 2015 when I lost 50 kilos. And I went there and when I checked in and when she said, yes, you're good to fly, I literally dropped to my knees and I still get goosebumps that that was like, for me, the done, I was done. I said to her, let me jump first. I'm cool to go now. And everyone was like, why are you so excited? You haven't even jumped yet. And I was like, that wasn't the point. It was the point I now could do it. And it was like, I remember, I remember the whole way up, I was giggling and I was laughing and you can watch the video on my YouTube channel, but the whole way down, I was laughing and the guy said to me, I've never seen someone so happy to jump out of a plane. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was just, it was the most euphoric feeling because I was like, I did this because nothing in my life had ever told me no. So it was like I was determined to go back there and jump out of that plane because I got told no. And it was so euphoric. I remember jumping out and I was like, yeah, you did this, but it wasn't about the skydive. It was about, I did something to better my life and my health for me because I was always happy with how I was, but I knew I could be better. I knew I could be, you know, healthier, fitter, happier, you know, just even little things like helping my heart, helping my lungs, helping my blood flow. I think people see weight loss and think it's all about, oh, people just want to be a size eight or be slim. And it's, it's, for me, it was actually never about the outside. It was about the inside. But when I decided to change the inside, the outside followed. Out of curiosity, did you find like, um, mentally you feel, you, you feel like you fire, like you fire in all cylinders and better now that you're healthier, yeah. like you're more yeah. conscious and you, you can perform better at work and like just yeah. perform better as a human being as it were. Yeah, generally. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with you. I was always a very positive person beforehand anyway. So I think I had that knack in me. I was always a tough skin child. I was always full 
guns blazing. But now that's like tenfold. <laughs> like I, I, people always say to me, I'm full of life. And I do, I feel like I'm, I'm 33 now, so almost t- turning 34. And I feel like I'm 19. Like I feel full of energy, touch wood. I usually never take medication. I never get headaches anymore. My body feels good. I, I don't take much pre-workout or energy drinks or anything. I have one coffee a day. Um, you know, I, I just feel full of life and my outlook on life, even though I, like I said, I've always been positive and had a really good outlook, but now I feel the power and what you have when you achieve a goal, I now truly believe as anything in this world I can have, I can achieve. And I wanted to always relay my story, not just to weight loss, because I think there's a really big stigma in the health industry at the moment about, oh, don't encourage people to lose weight, you know, body confidence and all of that. Now I'm a bit taboo with the whole body confidence thing. Because I agree, you should love yourself, but you can always love yourself to the best of your ability and be as good as you can. Yeah, that's exactly um, what I, I always think you, you have the ability to be the best you can be. And I think yeah. I'm giving people that you can like love yourself, which I agree with, but love yourself, but be your best self as well. This, so this is what I... This is why I always say on my Instagram, because I'm a little bit taboo when it comes to the women's health industry about encouraging people to lose weight. I'm not saying people have to lose weight, but my theory in this world is you need to let people be. If someone wants to lose weight, let them. If someone wants to put on weight, let them. Yeah. my, My theory is I think we jump too much on criticizing people for wanting to do something. And I think my big, my big thing I believe in is just because you want to change yourself does not mean you hate yourself. Because I want to change myself, but I st- I'm still happy with who I am, but I know I can change to be even better than I was. And, and I think in the world today, people assume if you want to change or you want to lose weight, it's because you dislike what you are. And I'm like, not always. I was happy with who I was, but I still wanted to be better. So, yeah, and I think there's a bit of a stigma around that and all, you, you shouldn't have to lose weight, body confidence and all this. And I'm like, mm, I think that the whole lines are getting blurred about health, body confidence, weight, muscle, whatever it might be. And I'm not talking out of turn, but I don't know if this is where, if you'd agree, but I think this is where the world's become very PC and soft and like giving out third place trophies for things a little bit where like yeah. if... If someone's like, if someone wants to like lose weight, then by all means it's great for them. If they want to build muscle and look like a bodybuilder up to them, great. Like, let people do whatever they want as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. It doesn't this, 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 do that's exactly. Reason, oh, Charlie, I'm so glad you said that because I was on, I did a, an interview recently and I said the same thing. I said, if, in my life, I truly believe if I'm not hurting anyone, you know, any kid, any animal, any person, I'm not doing anything maliciously. Let me be. Let me do what I want to do. And I, I truly believe that ethos for everyone. Like if there's something you want to do in your life, go and do it regardless what, the, regardless what the popular trends are at the moment, regardless of what your family wants you to do, your partner, your business, whatever. I think if you are not hurting anything in this world and what you are doing is benefiting you, go for it. Go for it all guns blazing because life is too short. Like this is not a dress rehearsal. Get one shot. Yeah, these, and these, and I think we get so. I I'm fortunate that I have lived in different countries. I have travelled. I've travelled over forty five countries, and I've lived in three places. I do think UK is one of the worst places for jumping on bandwagon stigmas, being too like PC. Don't offend people. Close minded. Yes, um, I don't know. Being from Australia, we are very thick skinned. We take things on the chin. We say things as it is. We are very direct people. I, I, and it's I, funny people. enough, I work with uh, a <laughs> nation and some of the WhatsApp groups and the banter that comes through in there. Initially, I was like, this is a bit fine. And then I was like, 
But now, now I'm used to it. They, 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 I'm starting to get down with the Australian lingo and the banter. So used. this is the thing. We are very to the point. If something's got a problem with someone, you say it. If you don't like something, you say it. I like it. Front. So do I. And I have... Bear in mind, I've been in the UK for nine years. I do love the UK more than I thought I would, but I do struggle a lot with the way people's mentality and opinions and, oh, you can't do that because that's not cool or you can't do that because that's mean. And I was like, well, if it affects me and it's, yeah. it's, it's what I want to do, I'm going to bloody well go do it. Yeah. And tough luck because my life is my life. Yeah, 100%. It's quite an interesting thing. So it's exactly the same for you and for me. So you wouldn't have done your own weight loss journey if you weren't away from your family because they wouldn't have probably initially agreed with probably what you what you do I, I think I think I still may have eventually you, done it because you would have I, probably done it because you're you're very headstrong I can tell just talking to yeah, you yeah I don't conform <laughs> to family very easy either like I'm, I don't live in a close family anyway yeah. I still will always I was a rebellious teenager I yeah. did what I wanted anyway but I um I think it still maybe wouldn't have seen the light in terms of Sorry. some things I was brought up with and told um I was still always very much my own person and I, I, I left Australia when I was 24, but you know, we're coming up to almost 10 years since I left. Um, I do believe I, I became my own person and found myself is what I always say in the UK. And I found what I truly am passionate about and what I wanted to do. And that, and that's why I wanted to use my story to take that. And I've actually written my biography, which is called half the size, but twice the life. And it tells my full story. It's actually my life story from being a child, what I went through, my teenage years, my 20s, all the traveling, everything, the skydive stories in there. But I wanted to use my story not just to teach people about, oh, hey, go and lose some weight. You can do it. It was trying to show people and the underlying message throughout my book is about if you want to change your life, you can. And this is how you can do it. And that's why I wanted to write the book. So I think a lot of people see my book and just assume, oh, it's about weight loss. But I've had loads of people started reading it. Like even businessmen who've worked in my company or corporate people I know coming up to me and saying, oh my God, that's inspired me to go and do that course I wanted to do. Or that's inspired me to go travel the world. And I wanted to show people that, that your life is yours. Like let, you know, let yourself live, go and do what you want to do. Um, and I hope that sort of maybe through my weight loss story and my life journey of traveling across the world and being who I wanted to be can help others go and do that as well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's ultimately how my life has changed and how I want to help others do the same. Nice. No, it's truly really inspiring. I think like, the big thing I think I imagine what your book mainly covers, I guess, is in terms of mindset and the mindset change that it took to make you like initially you have your mind has to change to become the person you want to become, if that makes sense. No, and I truly believe that it's almost like you need to almost like slap yourself in the face yeah. or unlearn unlearn every habit you've you ever have to learned. Behave in your like life. the person you want to be like is the way I, I always think. So like if I want to aspire to be like a certain person, I need to act like that person now in every daily habit that I do. And then eventually I'll evolve into that person. That it's exactly. It's like affirmations and things like that. You have to truly oh, believe you already, you already are that person. It, I, the saying, you know, fake it till you make it. I get the saying, I get that saying. I sort of, the words I don't like, like fake it, but I get what it means. Like it's become that person now and then you already are that person. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's like when you want things in your life or people that lack confidence or something, I always say to them, start telling yourself how much you love yourself every day, even if you don't believe it yet. Because for me, I've always been confident and I can say it and believe it. But for some people who don't believe it, they need to start telling themselves every day they do. And eventually they will, like they'll absorb that. 
and they will. And it, it's all about changing that mindset of how you look at yourself, how you believe you can have things in life. And, and then it will actually become your life. So I completely agree with that. So with your, obviously your weight loss journey is, is incredible. So it can't all been plain sailing. What was the hardest point in your weight loss journey? Uh, do you know what people ask me this all the time and they say like you know what was the worst or don't say it was a piece of piss and it was a doddle it must have been something <laughs> no do you know what i would say though if someone had have told me years earlier it would have been easier than i thought i wish i could convey that message and put it in a jar and sell it to everyone because would, would there was something thing is consistency I think, yeah, for me, it was the day I wanted to make the change and saw the benefits of my change, not just on the outside. It was about how I felt on the inside. I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is great. And as I, as I sort of went through the journey, yeah, there were days that were hard or hanging out with certain friends that knew the old party in Carly who didn't understand. So I think you need to be prepared when you set out on a journey for yourself, the hardest bits and the hardest thing you're going to have to swallow is you will lose friends, you will lose family and you need to prioritize what's best for you. You can't. Yeah. So I think maybe that was the hardest thing that was having a lifestyle change, but seeing the benefits, there'll still always be cravings and temptations and things around you but you have to remember the short-term five-minute satisfaction of temptation. What is that worth more five years of temptation, like five years of benefiting yourself and what you can do with the other goals? So I think it wasn't completely plain sailing, but I would say it was easier than I ever thought it would be. Like I, not like easy in the sense it was a cinch overnight because it did take me two years to do it. Was and the most I think, difficult part just getting started though, you said the first step? So... No, I would say the hardest thing was when I got to the main, the, the, the easiest thing for me was actually starting because once I had that trigger and I started, I loved it. I really actually enjoyed learning about my body, the whole journey, the process. I think the hardest bit was getting to my two year mark. And what, what, when I set that goal for myself, I was going to lose half my body weight. So 10 stone in two years, I did it. And I remember I woke up that morning. I was like, wow, I've done it. What now? And I think maybe that was the hardest thing that you have to, realize what say, say anything you want to achieve in life when you get to the finish point or something there's like a reward or a like you say you study a course you finish a course or you save for a car and you get that car with a body journey or a fitness goal it's a little bit different you've you've done it but there's nothing like a big hurrah at that point like i was satisfied don't get me wrong i was so proud of myself but it was like ah. Oh, what now? This is my life. Because people used to say to me, when is it over? When are you going to stop this? And I say, the day I die. You know, like there's no... People say the same thing to me, when are you going to stop working out? When I can't do it. Exactly. When I'm better. Exactly. It's a lifestyle. So I think that was a bit of the thing. There is no massive... Like it was a big hurrah. I'd lost all the weight. But because it's so gradual over time, you have to really put your all and passion into doing this. Because if not, there's almost like this finish line that never ends in a way and it's always trying to better yourself and find the next goal and I was very honest about this in my book I talked about the two-year mark that I got there and it wasn't like the biggest celebration or hurrah for me I was like oh okay I've done it <laughs> and I know it's a bit of a letdown but I got there and I realized now what now what do I set myself where do I go now and it was about accepting when you change your life and your body, you have to just keep going with it because it's not like an, it's not an ending that you get given a big prize. It's almost 
that whole journey is the prize, the whole life gain, the whole health gain. But because it's gradual over time, there's no big like thing being handed to you at the end saying, here you go. But in, in effect, it's your, your life's almost being handed to you, like saying, you're better now, you're, you're healthier, you're fitter, you know, you've, you've got probably more life ahead of you. But it's a, it was a weird feeling and that was maybe the, the weirdest thing about the journey. I know it's a bit of a strange answer, but it wasn't like the big hurrah that you get with any goal. So it was just something a little bit different. Um, once I got started, it was fine, but it was, it can, and this is why people give up on goals a lot because the gradual time it takes to get there, people give up. People go, oh, I'm so bored of this. So, and that's why I wanted to be honest in my book about that as well, that it wasn't, it's not all happy, exciting. You're not being handed a big prize at the end. You're doing this for your own health. Um, so when I think you're not expecting something drastic, that you're just every day improving your health. And when you look at it in that way, you're not just worried about what you see in the mirror or what numbers are on the scales. You have to remember that every day you're bettering your life. Uh, so it, 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 it's it, daily though, isn't it? It's just being the best you can do. Yeah. It, and that's what it, I think people have to remember with any sort of journey. It is a progressive thing day in, day out. You have to live your life. You have to be healthy. You have to keep it up. Um, and it is, it is a long process and I'll never hide that from people or say it was, you know, I know I say it was easier than I thought, but it was still, you know, it was persistent. It wasn't dedication. Success. Yeah. No, definitely. And that's why I say to people, set yourself small goals, set yourself measurable things that are realistic. Don't go and say you're going to lose 20 kilos in a month or, you know, drop three dress sizes by you know, a certain day. You have to really be realistic with what you want to achieve. Um, I also think, and, well, I think sometimes people having those sort of goals, like me personally, I'm a very driven individual when it comes to like my business, my physique, my training, whatever. I find often when you, it's probably partly my personality type, when you achieve those goals, it often leaves you feeling vacant and what's next. Whereas if you have all the daily little like challenges, when you have like an awesome workout or you nail something or something goes really well and you feel great afterwards, those small victories often always feel better than the big wins as an overall in my well, Maybe that, and that's what I was trying to sort of mean with my big, when I got to the two year mark, I was like, oh, well, now, this is yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. and what, what, do I do? what do I do now? It's like, yeah, it's no, not... Literally, I woke up the morning and I was like, oh, oh my God, I've done it. It's the two year mark. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I knew I was going to do it yesterday, you know? <laughs> but like, I think maybe that was me because I've been so this pressure on myself in a good way pressure. I don't always think pressure is associated with a bad thing. I think I knew I would get there. And it was, it was almost like this whole, oh my God, I've done it. And then it was like, yeah, what is next now? You know, I'm going to carry on with this, but what do I want to do now in terms of using the body I've made and the mentality I've made? So what can I achieve now? And it was about then setting straight away the next goal because I almost need something to work to. And whether that be a fitness goal or a life goal or any type of thing, I need something to work towards in life. Um, and that probably is down to my mentality and always having something to look forward to and looking for something to aim to. Now, whether that be a business goal, you know, getting my next book out or, you know, what I want to do now, it's always having something to achieve for yourself. Because I think ment mentally we need in life things to strive for. I'm so, I'm so. Anyone who's um, looking to start their, their transformation and their journey, what would be one thing you would say to them, Carly? I think do it, do it, get up, yes, that's, walk, that's great, 
they were saying someone said to me is like that someone had on their desk was do it now like whatever it is that you're thinking about doing just do it now I think we, people in society procrastinate too much, oh, or they I just jump in with three feet. And I'm a bit reckless. Yeah, but like that's probably um, my personality. Another per another type of person as well. They always feel like, oh, they'll ask someone how to do it. So I'm sure you get a load of people like yeah. I do saying, "How do I start?" They feel like by asking the just question, that's yeah, it's still procrastinating. Yeah. So my thing, my thing is, anyone wanting to do something. I'm going to say do it, but make sure you are doing it for the right reason. That is my number one thing. You, if, you're not, yeah, if you are not doing it for you and you don't have a why, you will give up. You yeah. won't last. Because when, when it gets again, hard, the motivation will drop and you won't have the discipline yeah. because you've got the why to underpin it all. So yes, if in, in this world, if anyone wants to achieve anything, fitness, health, weight loss, weight gain, whatever it is, if you want to do it, have your why, have your reason, and set yourself a mini target to go for. And I always say to people, you don't have to go run a marathon tomorrow. Go walk for 10 minutes. Well done. You've started. Day one's done. Well yeah, done. Go yeah. on to day two. I think, yeah, people freak out thinking they have to go in the gym and lift 100 kilos and do all this stuff, and that's a big workout. No. My first day, I did 15 minutes, and I didn't even own gym clothes back then. That's why I find very frustrating. I have to slow clients down when they start, they start working with me. It's like... They want to go in and they want to do two hours cardio. They want to train like three times a day and do all this crazy stuff. I was like, no, slow down. They'll give up. Yeah, you like, need to almost burn out in three it. days and you won't be able to walk. Like, just no, exactly. And then they hate it. And then, yeah. you know, you know, you have those friends that go to the gym together and one person always encourages the other and the other starts making up excuses because they're not enjoying it and wanting to go anymore. My thing is, if you want to, if you enjoy it and start small, you will actually start to crave it. And that's what I did. I actually started wanting to come home from work and, you know, jump on my exercise bike. I stopped smoking. I stopped drinking everything because I was actually really enjoying the process of learning to get to know me. And that's why I'm actually I'm not saying I'm against weight loss surgery. I'm not the biggest fan of it because I don't think it changes any of your mentality. It doesn't change your habits. It doesn't change any of your cardiovascular or your organs. So you actually don't benefit from the whole learning about yourself and process. Um, you don't change anything on the inside technically. That means your body will just go back to how it was. So I actually think enjoy the process. Enjoy the whole part of getting to know yourself, starting small. Yeah, and use it as like a getting to know yourself. Like, it's, it's a bit of like it sounds. Your own biofeedback from your body is the way I look at it, and that's like yeah. Like, I'm a nerd, and I'm fascinated with training, performance, recovery, and like how my body feels from doing certain things is what I love. Yeah, and that, that's the same as me. It's how you feel mentally, physically on the inside. Like if I do, I always say go back to sports that you enjoyed as a child. You don't, like, like we said, we don't have to be in the gym or lifting weights. If you liked dancing when you were a child, go and dance. You know, if you liked, if you liked swimming as a kid, do that. If you liked, I don't know, rock climbing, whatever it is, you know, those little things. You, yeah, whatever it is to make you move. Because that I say at the end of the day was my thing that kept me going. Move your body. And that is it. The rest will come. Move your body, have fun, be happy, eat well, sleep well, drink your water, mind yeah. your own business, <laughs> and then and you'll be good. Yeah, like I, I, That's my thing. I always say, do you. Just do you and do it bloody well. And when you get that mentality, you'll start to just enjoy doing what you're doing. You're not doing things for other people. You're not drained. You're using your energy for the good things in life. And then that starts to make you feel good on the inside. When you feel good on the inside, it's like this magical circle. The outside become good as well, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. And it just comes around. Like, and I think this is what everyone, everyone now is trying to please others. Yeah. Everyone's trying to please everyone else, do things for Instagram and all this stuff on social media instead just going, hang on, what do, yeah. And I'm like, what do I actually want to do? What do I want to do for me? And I'm going to do it. What makes you happy? Yeah. And when you're happy, you feel, you, you treat your body better as well. Like when people are unhappy or depressed or sad, they, you know, they might, drink more they might smoke more they might eat bad foods um so i, I think it, it all really does link and like you said i'm quite fascinated as well about how the body works how it reacts to things how it feels mentally physically um but i do think when you start to treat yourself like you would a lover a best friend a family member when you treat yourself like that it really will show on the outside We'll start to wrap that up there then, Carly. so in terms of uh, yourself where where can anyone get hold of your book which i know is coming out um, so it has been out now for about four months, half the size, but twice the life. And you can actually buy it worldwide. So in the UK, like Waterstones, WH Smith, Amazon. America. Yeah, Amazon is there, Barnes & Noble, Walmart. It's, it's literally globally. So I'm quite blessed and grateful that, yeah, it's doing quite well. It's out um, working on some next projects now as well. But yeah, so yeah. Well, I'll, I'll pop it's, the it's link out, in the, in the yeah. show notes for anyone to go and check that out then. And in terms of your other social platforms, obviously we mentioned your Instagram, you mentioned you've got YouTube, any others to check yeah, out? Yeah, so yes, yeah, so I've got YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, the whole shebang. My website is oh. www.misscarlyj.com. Um, but yeah, you can you Google me, Google my name, you'll find something to read. <laughs> um, absolute pleasure of conversation. I know it's to be truly inspiring for so many people today. So thank you so much for coming on the show uh, Carly and I'm, hopefully we'll bump into each other soon I'm sure as we yes, come like yeah, this in the circles you. yeah we never, never met in person <laughs> I know so, thank you for having me I really appreciate it pleasure thank you so much thanks thanks